Welcome everybody to Wheeler the Podcast, podcast of me, Wheeler, and this week we are talking about a movie, again, a movie with Moxie. Wheeler, take me I'm back. <laughs> take me back to the year 2000 when it was all okay. Dude, God. Uh, we, what we are talking about today is the cult classic movie... Ready to rumble. Which cult? <laughs> the wrestling cult? I guess. It's a film. <laughs> it is certainly a film. Well, you remember that Tim and Eric skit about Shrek and not yes. wanting to call it a movie and wanting to call it a film? Yes. I don't want to call this a film. I want to call <laughs> it a movie. <laughs> it Honestly, yeah, it's... I I don't want to say it's bad. <laughs> it's I've never I've, obviously I've seen a story like this, but I've never seen a movie like this. It really yeah. is different. It it's very it's very of the time. Oh, and we'll boy. get to some <laughs> we'll get to some of that. Yeah, we will. Uh, <laughs> I I would would set this up. I think it's better if I just. Talk about the backstory and what lead this lead led to and all whatnot as we go into it. Some, yeah, I um, I don't have any perspective outside of spending my morning watching this film movie. So please take the lead. <laughs> yes, um, movie starts out with uh, one of our main characters talking about the greatest athletes of all time, wrestlers. And listing all of these wrestling wrestlers of the times, uh, Bruno Sarmatino, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, names like those, and that's kind of the main setup of this of our main characters being giant wrestling fans, nerds, you could even say. Marks. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, they are just outside a convenience store talking to a bunch of kids about how cool wrestling is. One's getting a sugar going having a sugar coma from a slushy and one's just trying to get these kids on the train of hey wrestling's cool. I didn't know you had to sell wrestling to kids. Like I thought they just liked it naturally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the kid. One kid had a sting mask, and the other two had the crown. So I guess they were fans. But uh, this leads into uh, well, I'll first just say our main characters are David Arquette and uh, what's this guy's name? What's this guy? Scott Con. Yeah. I don't. No one. No one cares. No one cares about Scott Con. Everyone knows David Arquette, though. Now uh, it's Scott Con, the blonde one. What was that? Is Scott Kahn the blonde one? Yes, he's the one that's not David Arquette. Okay, I don't know enough about David Arquette. I just assumed <laughs> he was the guy in the armpit on the cover. David Arquette is the one that's overacting a lot. Yeah, and sweating. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyways, uh, David Arquette is a... <laughs> the friend is sad that he didn't get a slushy, I guess, or something. So David Arquette... Decides to get a free slushy by putting his finger up his butt and putting it to the grill of the cup 
and acting like something's wrong with the slushy. Uh, and how does that go for? Uh, he gets a free slushy. Oh, this this, uh, this is a bit out of order, but it doesn't matter. This movie, this movie doesn't doesn't it has it goes fast and slow and a lot of paces. Now, in this this movie's trying to be in the tradition of Princess Bride by having it be told through telling it to these kids. Is but is it? To the best of my knowledge, they never step out of the movie verse until the very end when they're back in the parking lot. Yeah. Which I almost think the movie would be improved by the kids complaining about the story the way I did. Yeah, like the as an actual story instead of just a call back to the beginning. What do you mean the nuns farted? That was you. <laughs> That's any anyways, we he, during his sugar high dream, he dreams about the going to the convenience store, the beating up the cashier guy, the cashier guy tanging with Macho Man Randy Savage. I was so stunned to see him. I didn't and, know. <laughs> and uh, him tagging with Jimmy King, the best wrestler there is ever in forever. Now, is Jimmy King supposed to be like. In his prime, Jerry the King. No, and I, I don't think it's. I, it's weird. I, I don't think he's supposed to be anybody. But also, he's he doesn't. There's no stand-in for him in real life, really. Yeah, I. It's weird. I, I don't know why like, they felt the need to like put a fictional wrestler in. They have a lot of wrestlers. Yeah, and he doesn't even... he He's the worst-looking wrestler in this movie. The fake wrestler. He is not in shape, so he wears, like, a full-body outfit so you never see what he looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's bad. He looks uh, like they... Jack Black before the forming of Tenacious D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... This is played... The Jim King is played by Oliver Platt, who's famous for things. I don't, I, I know things he's famous for, but I don't, I don't, don't know exactly what. Um, he's well, like, he's like a big time actor, I think. Yeah, he's so big time. He was in Beethoven, the one with the dog. <laughs> oh, he was in Year One. <laughs> year the One, Jack Black movie. Yes. Oh, was he Jack Black's stunt double? I, I don't think so. He was in X Men. Oh, he was probably a politician in X Men First Class. Uh, he was the voice of Hades in Wonder Woman two thousand nine, which was oh, not. He was not the live action Wonder Woman. This was a cartoon. Mm-hmm. What's I'm trying to remember? Mm, was a main character in Funny Bones, which I'm trying to remember because I feel like I remember it, but I don't. His most recent film um, is 2017. It's a biographical drama about the guy who created Wonder Woman. Oh, that one. The one with the, with the weird cheating, not cheating house threesome thing. Yeah, they were kind of like a, like a thruple, but it was like the 30s, so nobody got it. Yeah. 
That anyway, Oliver Platt is our main wrestler guy, and he does does not look like a rest. He does look like a wrestler, but not a wrestler in the late nineties. No, he's got. He kind of looks like clean Bray Wyatt. <laughs> you you were on the spot when you said Jerry Lawler because I think like he looks like the on the decline Jerry Lawler. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just just a just a hunk of peep, just a hunk of flesh. This is some wrestle meat we put a crown on. <laughs> uh, uh, then we are in, next up. We're introduced to the cop family of our main uh, of our main character, David Arquette. Holy shit! These people <laughs> start off with the cop frisking and frisking uh, the friend, and just and. It's the weirdest. It's the weirdest thing. He frisks his child and finds a wrestle magazine, <laughs> and it's like butt shaped, like it was in the back of his pants, so it's all crinkled up. And this is kind of the sentiment the viewer is meant to be mad at, which is wrestling isn't real. It's for dumb babies who shit themselves. And then Gordy and David Cat gets angry and says, "Wrestling's not fake." He, he really says the hell out of that line. Um, yeah, it's it's deep dramatic irony that the wrestling in this movie is even faker than standard wrestling. <laughs> it's like, it, yeah, yeah. It. We'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> well. Next, they drive off, and we get the most early O's movie song ever. Lit, know your your own enemy. You know your your own worst enemy. Whatever oh, the song is, this is. I I can't do it. If you were ever sitting in the back of a stoner friend's car in the early two thousands. And you were like, you were just trying to like get home from Walmart or something. You heard this entire soundtrack. Like, <laughs> it's the most they played it on the radio. So people love it. 2000s music. And honestly, it's like sometimes it's so bad. It's completely incongruous with the, the movie taking place. Yeah. Yeah. We will definitely get to that. I have some choice words for uh for a certain Biff naked. <laughs> um, next up, we have uh we have the reveal of them their job where they have a poop truck. Now, I'll be honest with you, I was eating breakfast at the time. <laughs> I am grateful to announce I don't remember the poop truck. Please tell me more, Wheeler. Oh boy. Hmm. Say that again. Oh wow. Uh we can edit all that out. Um I'm I'm grateful to announce that I don't remember the poop truck. So please. Basically Basically, their job uh what is his name? Sean. Sean's job that he has gotten from his dead deceased dad is a poop truck where he does like uh, porta potty ma- cleaning stuff? I guess. Oh, that explains 
some stuff later in the movie that I didn't get. Cool. Okay. Yeah. And then, and basically, they get they get in the poop truck. They talk about it being it smelling. They go to a burger place, easy takeout burger. I think they call it easy takeout burger. I don't. I, they say that. I think. <laughs> But it's not a burger place. It's like a taco place. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, okay. This movie has a serious, gratuitous relationship with product placement. I'm genuinely shocked they couldn't just go to the Burger King or the White Castle. Yeah. Yeah. That would be more fitting. <laughs> uh, but in when they, he talks about, he kind of flirts with the cute burger place girl and then the nerdy burger place girl talks to sean some about wrestling they talk about how they have tickets to nitro tonight yeah to monday night nitro wcw's (laughs) flagship event (laughs) yes uh they then then they're after the drive-through and they there's a cut to them at at the job Cleaning the pro, cleaning the porta potties, just eating while the thing, while the truck is dripping. Ugh. It's right there. Drippy old poop truck, huh? Peak and comedy. This is also where he reveals the WWKD bracelet. Now that's a killer prop. <laughs> I, I, I love that it looks like it's made of belt leather. Yeah. Extremely like thick and important to his daily life. He said he made it himself. I believe it. <laughs> yeah, it's... Hmm. I think after this is when we get the old lady. I hate this character. <laughs> I Back then, 20 years ago, the whole joke could be, look at this old lady who swears. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. That is that is the whole joke, honestly. Uh, I think next we get oh next we get a cut get a cut to the cop him coming back to his cop family and his they pull sister. guns on them, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, his cop sister, his cop dad, and his cop mom. I'm guessing all pull guns on him. <laughs> I. <laughs> This is the worst. I can't imagine living like this. Yeah. Uh, and they're he, in, they're in the great state of what? Wyoming or yes. Wisconsin? It's way over there. Yeah, Wyoming. Wyoming, okay. I guess they can <laughs> just do that out there in Wyoming, huh? <laughs> uh they basically tell him to get home, be home by 11 because he has a uh officer's exam whatever in the morning. And he and then just cut to them going to wrestling, just being in the worst seats possible. Yeah, they're really up there in their rafters. Um, this this is a a regular looking wrestling event, like for the most part. Yeah, um, it's the only thing is it feels like it feels so small. The venue, yeah, like, like packed, like condensed. Uh, standing room only in this like elevator that they're wrestling in. Um, and then the king the comes ex- out, and it doesn't feel like wrestling anymore. <laughs> oh, 
his his whole thing is kind of terrible. It's it it's all being the king of wrestling is a bad gimmick. Um, it, yeah, like this is the kind of thing Ric Flair could get away with, but this is two thousands wrestling. The whole attitude has changed. Why? Why do they want someone with a gimmick from the seventies? Hey, he raps. The king raps. Oh, will did we see? Oh yeah, the God. He so like it. Mm-hmm. I didn't write it down, but it was not good. He there's a whole like rap at the end of his promo there before the match starts, and it was really bad, really bad. Uh, I wish I had written it down. I think we before this before the match we get a cut to the backstage where they talk about the finish the match, and then the evil villain man Titus Sinclair talks tell DDP he'll take care of him. Oh, tonight. Sinclair, the guy in the the difficult jacket. Um, yes. Hey, do you think it's weird how Diamond Dallas Page is like the bad guy? <laughs> not not that weird, but it's, he's not. He's kind of the bad guy. I mean, he's kind of just the proxy for the bad guy. Yeah, I guess so. It's just, I mean, look at this guy. Look at a picture of him from the era. Like, it, 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 I know you're listening at home and you're not going to see this picture, but maybe we'll make it the picture for the episode. Look at this guy. Like, this is. He's he's like a pirate. He's not like the bad guy. Yeah, he's he doesn't he doesn't give the real bad guy feel. Not the evil villain feel. He's not like the smug I, I will break why. You, like Russian from Rocky or anything. Like he's, he's <laughs> I mean at least he's harmless. I could knock him uh, over. Hmm. Fucking smiley uh, ass cartoon. One of the notes I have down is real or fake because it because the moment it turns from real to fake is some fake to real is so weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like like they start like okay calling the match and then they just start throwing real punches and then run-ins happen and then yes the four post massacre is. Like an actual, man, actual offensive maneuver, and not just wrestling moves. I guess. Yeah, they killed the. They jumped on him so hard he got fired. <laughs> yes. Like the ban was implicit; it wasn't like stated at all. <clears throat> if you have four <laughs> people jump on you, you're not allowed to wrestle anymore. God, I wish that Next. were true. <laughs> uh. Something we skipped over was the Nitro Girls. This is gross. Most of them, <laughs> most of them were like actual the actual Nitro Girls, except one who was Rose McGowan, Sasha, I think. The only one wearing different colored clothes. Have, have to tell them. Have to tell the. Have to tell which one's the main character. Yeah, I guess it's not. It's not like a, a woman in a movie could be distinct. For other reasons. Um, there's a lot of... God, what's a good way of describing the it? The show's yeah. over. Sorry, there was some lag overlap. Okay. Uh, after the show's over, they leave the show and are crying. 
in their in their truck driving erratically and they they do a crash. Yeah, they do do a crash, don't they? And then they have and, to attack. Uh, <laughs> the poop goes everywhere in oh, the truck. And you. then, after the police got there, after the ambulance get there, after everything gets there, another truck comes in. Another truck. And this one crashes into their truck, both throwing, more, both throwing more poop out. And then also... The truck is carrying <laughs> toilet paper. Oh, for God. See, I didn't... I guess I looked away because of the poop explosion. I mean, fair. <laughs> I was worried that the end of your sentence was going to be that it was a piss truck. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no, no, just, just toilet paper to help clean, clean it up. This movie loves its toilet paper jokes. There's at least one, if not two more. <sighs> We should uh, we should talk about their journey kind of begins at this point. They decide while they're hitchhiking, we got to get the king back. It can't be over here. It can't. This isn't the end of wrestling as we know it. Let's go track down king. Um, tell me if I miss anything. But uh, their next stop yeah. is to meet a nerd who is playing the Virtua Fighter reskin with the king in it. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Gotta talk about the nuns. Oh, the nuns run the way. You're right, you're right. Um, this is, like, nuns. such a non-joke. <laughs> they make I the nuns like... King Van Halen. Yes. I feel like this is... I feel like this gag has been done in so many movies. Didn't they do something like this in Jay and Silent Bob, only it was, like, it had a punchline or something? Yes, yes, that's it. <laughs> <clears throat> they make the nuns sing Running this with movie. the Devil. Yes, yes. And then uh, when they get off the nun bus, Wheeler take us there. Uh, Sean asks Gordy, hey man, did you fart? And Gordy says, no man, it wasn't me. And they said, they'll say, farting nuns. The farting nuns? <laughs> Why? It's... Okay. okay. Let's talk about Blazing Saddles to talk about farting nuns, right? <laughs> There's a scene in Blazing Saddles, which is about three and a half minutes of just wet, loud fart noises as some some cowboys sit around a fire. And um, Mel Brooks put that in Blazing Saddles as kind of a red like uh, cape to wave in front of the bull. That is the censors because they did say, take the farting out. And then he didn't and shipped the movie anyway. Um, but it kind of threw them off the trail of everything else in the film. Um, there was no audible nun farting, which I guess this movie thought it was too highbrow for. But as a result, this conversation they, they had... nun farting. <laughs> yes, they had nun farting. Uh, the conversation they have is an empty hole. The viewer doesn't know that the nuns <laughs> farted until there's no opportunity to hear a nun fart. <laughs> yeah. You're making it's it's J.K. Rowlinging. You're you're making <laughs> more about something that didn't happen. Uh, uh, like you said, next up we have the gamer kid, oh, Mister. I'm gonna hack the planet with my fucking iMac laptop. That laptop is so god. It's it was iconic. Mm. Uh, 
Yeah, they ask him to find like this fine king. Uh, he we get a lot of <laughs> get a lot of talk about his homophobic dad. Yeah, all we ever hear from his dad is him like yelling that he's a pussy up the stairs. I he finds the king's like Geo Cities page or whatever and finds his address. I guess. Yeah, they do a lot of triangulating, and first it's like his ex-wife, and then his parents, and then King, and boy, we learn a lot about the impact he has on the people around him. The bad impact. Yeah. We already uh, knew King sucked, but now we know no. Can I ask you a, uh, an actor question? Yes. His ex-wife, was that one of the aunts from Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Yes, yes it was. <laughs> that fucking rules. I'd never yeah. seen her in a movie before. Yeah. There's uh, there's a sight gag with his kid when we go to see his wife, and I hate it. <laughs> he has these fucking monster, like, orc teeth being restrained oh, yeah. by, like, tinfoil. Yeah, 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 or he has to, his dad has to pay for him, or else they're going to repos- repossess them. One second, you may have to cut this out. Check through the tweet post tabletop uh there are some orc pub files that you upload to dm they uh you can also ask sorry about that planning for more exciting times on your server <clears throat> so yes uh, didn't he say they have to pay off the braces debt or they're gonna repo his braces <clears throat> i repeat that when they met the son he said they had to pay off the debt for his braces or they were going to repo them they were going to repo them like out of his mouth like what the fuck this movie does not have a high opinion of people who don't have a lot of money you want to take us to his parents place i feel like i've forgotten everything about them okay uh he they they go to his parents places place where they meet his mom and dad and they talk about the king's biography, where he talks about his dad dying and him graduating, him drop, him graduating like top of his class or whatever, or, or something, which is are all lies told in his biography, and and, his, and the king's dad threatens to kick kick their ass for saying that to them. It's so funny to me because it's issued as a correction. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, actually, in his biography, he says you died. And it's like, they're in front of you, idiots. What the fuck? <laughs> they, we do find out Man. from the parents that he uh, he took their trailer and ran off with it uh, to yeah. go live. And that uh, the, the, the difficulty of reckoning with... Uh, <laughs> The environment he's created for himself, like, boy, this scene sucked then, sucks now. Yeah, uh, he, they find his motorhome, they peek in, they don't believe it's him in there, they, then they said, they found that, okay, that is him, he just looks terrible, they knock, they, he, they give him $30 for an appearance fee. And it's just a lot. I love how much money do you have? And they come up with a very small amount. And (laughs) he just 
Yeah, I'll take it. And then, not to skip too far ahead, he does end up giving it back and threatening them about it. <laughs> uh, they, yeah, he basically explains, hey, wrestling's fake. That's basically his speech to them. And that he wasn't, act, he wasn't actually that good. Uh, Sinclair controls his character and all that, whatnot. Uh, he tells him go on a beer run. And I guess he be- he beat after that he beats him up and resigned to get back to training and becoming to getting back the world title. Yeah, cause the convincing him process is uh, they're actually really good at like beating him up at first. But this guy has like supernatural Hercules strength is kind of what he has going for them. Um. <laughs> Because they get him in a leg lock, like, super easily, but then, like, one touch to the chest and they fly across the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we get another instance of uh, the lit song again. Yeah. And uh, so bad. And now they're on, they're on the trip to uh, WCB Nitro once again. Now, is this, this is in Atlanta, right? I think so. That'll become relevant later. I just wanted to make sure yeah. they they're in Atlanta for this. Yes, and uh, they do some pook reconnaissance spying. They really they just put him in a porta potty and have him hide out till they give the signal. Yeah, he he does complain about the smell of the toilet. <laughs> uh, and then we get the horny O's movie scene. Set to Brick House. Yeah. This is... there. He's, like, looking in at the locker room for the Nitro Girls. And he talks about boobs a lot. It... Uh, yeah. Are we supposed to like these main characters? Because <laughs> I do hate them. Like... They aren't great. They aren't great. Uh, he's interrupted from the spying by Sasha, the... Sasha Rose McGowan, that character. And oh my god, is that Rose McGowan? She looks so young. Yeah. Uh, it talks about like <laughs> he was just checking out the breasts. Oh, I mean pipes. Big round pipes. <laughs> like, man, this this script <laughs> sucks. This not that's not even the worst the worst it gets. Uh King jumps out the porta potty and attacks DDP. Uh, he throws in porta potty. He's get uh, stuck with a uh, toilet paper test to uh, for a funny like two second bit. Yeah, it has no time to linger. <laughs> this happens and this happens and the backstage people laugh for a bit and then and King crowns him, pins him, but it's unsanctioned, so he's not the champion. Yeah. This this is the first time it's felt like a real wrestling thing that a manager would do, which is like, yeah, you had this fight, and since I didn't put anything into the fight or promote it, it's not real, so I'm going to give you your big one more fight that you can do with ultimate stakes, and Vince McMahon style, you're fired if you lose. Yeah, oh god. This map you posted? Yeah, we'll get to the map I posted. Uh, 28 hour drive from Wyoming to Georgia. It's 1800 fucking miles. Yeah, in the poop truck, huh? 
1,800 miles of a poop truck. Well, the poop truck is lost, isn't it? They crashed it. Yes, okay, yeah. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. They, yeah, they crashed it. Okay, yeah. What did, how did, what did it have a porta potty? <laughs> oh no! Like, <laughs> the threads are coming I, apart. Not, we're not going to get into the intricacies of the plot holes in this. Uh, anyway, the, like, I'm guessing like half the way they just, they, hmm. I'm trying to make sense of this, and I can't. I can't. His dad actually owns the biggest porta potty company in America, and he just picks them up in Georgia. The nuns were on the way to Daytona. Yeah, so their route takes them down through Florida. That's fine. They're going to Daytona from Wyoming, which is about uh, 2,000 miles. It It's, huh. Huh. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, the logistics of this movie suck. They're so bad. This movie- this movie isn't for people who want to think. You know what's weird? They picked Wyoming, so it'd be like this rural environment full of, like, farmers and cops and stuff. You know where else has those? Fucking Georgia. Yeah, or or could he just did, like, I don't know, like, Tennessee? Kentucky? <laughs> Anywhere close. Like, Wyoming's so far away. Yeah. Uh, next we have a party thrown by King, where just... <laughs> he he tries to psych himself up with some protein and some fireball, and, um, it doesn't work, and he runs away like a big spits coward. Out. He just spits the eggs out. Yeah. And he then proceeds to fall into a sewer hole. Oh, did he fall, like, fucking Inspector Gadget style, he fell into the fucking <laughs> sewer? Yes, he did. He, it's it's full comedy, full comedy. Yeah, full comedy, except for the part where there's jokes in it. We didn't get that. <laughs> uh, we had a part where Mean Gene says, <laughs> "Do do you think I'm sexy?" You know what? That was just to get Mean Gene on the screen, and good enough. Yeah. <sighs> uh. Then they have they get him from the police police station, I guess, where they got him from the sewers. Didn't he, and, didn't he say he was like in there for hours, just crammed in? I guess. What is it with this movie and putting people around bad smells for a long time? <laughs> and here we get uh, their song. Uh, Jimmy King is the best wrestler. He's the bestler, <laughs> better than all the wrestler. This gives him a panic attack. <laughs> uh, uh, he they they decide to find him a trainer because he needs it. Sal Bandini want to wrestle. I fucking love this guy. This is the best character in the movie. Yeah, he's he's his whole. This is my name. Want to wrestle? And then he hurts you. That's a fucking amazing character. I I love it a lot. Like. <laughs> yeah, we're introduced to him by him. <laughs> a screams coming from his gym, and then a bunch of injured, like rest children wrestlers walking out. And he says, "Don't let up till you hear cartilage snap, or they crap in their pants." <laughs> yeah. Uh. 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 He beats up King for a little bit, I guess. 
It's a fun, the fun sequence of him just. He's very I, much like you ever watch dodgeball with Vince Vaughn. Yes, he's he can dodge a wrench. He can dodge a ball. He's fucking patches O'Houlihan. He says some amazing things like, "Don't scrape the possum off the road till you know it's dead." Like they they put all their good lines into this guy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, next, we get a weird flirting scene of between. Gordy and and Sasha. Uh, I don't like their sex scene at all. <laughs> Is it a sex scene? I don't know. They're playing cartoon fight noises and showing us like sex shadows. Uh, he says Buenos Nachos, and he gives her a bunch of bananas because the flower store was closed. Yes. Uh, <laughs> at some point he. Sh- she shows her, shows him her boobs, and he says, "Foreign objects." And then the fight begins. <sighs> yes, and uh, the next scene, he talks about not being a virgin anymore. Oh, great! <sighs> I feel like every movie made that sort of happen in two thousand. Yeah, it's like if you were Seth Green or if you were in Seth Green's like weight class, you got laid in a movie for the first time. Oh, that reminds me, the, the hacker gamer kid is, was in American Pie, also. Yeah, he was also in fucking Major Pain. Oh, yeah. He's in a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can see why saying the name Seth Green reminded you of him. <laughs> yeah. uh, next we have Goldberg. This is so funny to me, I can't believe it. Like... This fucking dopey-ass-looking Jimmy King character being like, I made you, Goldberg. I'm the reason you're here. (laughs) Why aren't you my boy? And it's like, really? This dude's like four times your size and you made him? It's... It's kind of wild looking back on this being 20 years ago. You know, I hate movies. But, uh... I'm not nostalgic for the ones we had. Um, we did get better at them, and I think the gulf in quality between this movie and what we've had in the past, I don't know, five years is proof. <laughs> yeah, this, I can't say this is good, but it's entertaining. <laughs> now, I love terrible movies. Like, I love Rat Race, and Rat Race fucking sucks ass. Um, I love Without a Paddle, and Without a Paddle sucks ass. Um, yeah, yeah. But this, boy, and we're not even we're 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 zooming in on that big fight to come, and the best of the best part of the movie is still after that, believe it or not. So, does anything happen between? Uh, oh yeah, is the uh, the espionage revealed soon? Uh, n- not yet. <laughs> There's espionage, folks. Uh. We I think after right after this is uh, Sid and and Perry Saturn attempting to attack Sal Mandini. Yeah, it's it's not convincing the way they take him down. <laughs> um, he basically beats the piss out of them until they cry, and then they break one chair over his back and end his life. <laughs> he's, he's a glass cannon. He's a glass cannon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my god they proceed to uh after they go to the hospital to check up on him they get a report and uh 
Sasha goes to get a Butterfinger, and so does uh, Gordy. This marketing, like, commercial in the movie is... They have, like, a zoomed-in porn shot of the Butterfinger leaving the machine. (laughs) It's... And just when you think it's over, there's more Butterfinger advertising. Uh, Sasha talks to uh, Titus Sinclair on the phone about their secret evil plan, and he she says, "I love you." Yeah. And, and then Gordy figures out, "Oh, she's evil and is tricking me." Her enthusiasm for the situation is like. She doesn't really seem to give a shit one way or another. She's just kind of doing what, what like she was told to do. Yeah. She doesn't seem convincing in the earlier scenes either. Which I don't know if it's bad acting or not. Or, or what. She's just not. No. Nah. Not act- <laughs> it's Rose McGowan. She's great. She just. Yeah. Maybe she just doesn't care about this movie. Well, that makes fucking two of us, right? Because, <laughs> like, it's, like, it's not convincing in the way it's either, oh, she's obviously tricking him, or either, or B, she's obviously don't care, doesn't care about this movie. Now, I don't think she gets any kind of redemption from this. If anything, she gets, like, a concussion. But... <laughs> You would kind of hope that a character would learn the error of their ways and come over to the good guy team, and instead, the movie just punishes this woman from this point forward over and over. Yeah, uh, Gordy basically breaks up with her, and they walk away, and then we get a cowboy baby. We do get a cowboy baby scene, and that's... <clears throat> I was I was happy to hear it. In context of the movie, it doesn't fucking mean anything. <laughs> yeah, they go back to Wyoming to train. Uh, I did have Diddly written down. I'm trying to remember what. Here's I've... where we need to put emphasis on that, though. They go <laughs> 1,800 miles back to Wyoming. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> what the fuck? Training, they they open up the barn, right? They're trying to get like a posse, yes, uh, to to be uh to be Jimmy King's boys, and I feel like most everyone failed the tryouts. There was just a girl we never saw again who ripped off all her clothes, yes, and that was the joke. Yeah, basically, it's just an excuse for a weird montage, like. Yeah. Like the chewer and the guy who were auditioning for Oklahoma. Oh, is that what he was doing? <laughs> uh, oh, uh, I think I think Gordy's dad at one point says, "Don't follow your dreams. Be a cop." <laughs> that fucking stuff. <laughs> I was I was gonna try so hard to avoid talking about the outside <laughs> world during the podcast and keep us twenty years in the past, but that is that is the worst advice in human history. Uh oh, King has a funny line about a uh, kitty, the girl that's in lingerie for some reason. What is she gonna do? Boo him to death? 
Yeah, that's he he. It's 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 girl. She she got she got a boob. <laughs> uh, they have a big going away party despite having no backup, and Gordy being stuck in Wyoming due to having been forced to do the police stuff. Yeah, didn't Gordy uh, have a sad breakup right before this? Yeah, basically like, oh, a guy can't go with you guys. Uh, my dad has forced me to do the police thing. Sorry. Yeah, stay in my room and think about how I got tricked. Be a cop. Yeah, uh, during the gameplay party, Sean hooks up with, uh, I completely forgot her name. The, the one that the weird nerd girl that likes wrestling from the burger oh, place. Yeah. Burger and girl then, number two. Yeah. And then she just gets left in the blanket when they when they leave. <laughs> I don't I don't know anything for that one. That's just this, this movie's Yeah. Uh this movie this is where the movie gets speeds up, kinda, because it just goes so fast. Well, I mean, you have to, to clear 1,800 miles again. More than that now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after they leave, they go to Las Vegas. The MGM Grand, even. Oh, wait. <laughs> yes. Maybe this, maybe this fucking geographical triangle was all to make it a shorter trip from Wyoming to Vegas? No, I don't think that's shorter. I think that's longer, even. Um. Maybe equal. It's close. It is much shorter, but it's still a 13-hour drive. It's 862 miles away! (laughs) They drive, hold on, a trip back and forth to Atlanta, and then a trip to Vegas. They drive almost 3,000 miles in this movie. No, they drove, that's more than 3,000. Oh yeah, 818. Wyoming to Georgia, back to Wyoming. 3,200 plus 800. 4,000 miles! 4,800, because they go back to Wyoming again. Oh my god, they do! <laughs> and I'm not even counting, like, the, the like, last two digits. They probably traveled 5,000 miles! God. <sighs> uh, we are at Royal Bash, which Terrible. really... It's weird that this has never been used as a pay-per-view name, but I guess there's enough bashes and royal things. It's it's so awkward. Like it's it doesn't it doesn't roll off the tongue very well. It's it's the royal bash. Like yuck. Um, <laughs> but I guess they're doing this to promote Jerry, who they hate. No, no, this is not. This is just a. This is just like a. Oh, you mean uh, this king? You mean this king? Yeah, it's royal, and he's the king, and they're trying to kill him, but they named it after him. Uh, First, we get uh, Sinclair talking to Sting, telling him, do you know what to do? (laughs) Sting has never known what to do. (laughs) And then we see Sean in this suit that reminds me of the mask, because of how obnoxious it is. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely smoking. And then we see the triple cage. Isn't this the thing mankind died inside? No, no, that was a that was a single cage. Are you sure it wasn't a double? That was a single cage. Okay. Just, I think that one. No, no, no. 
Yeah, it was a single cage. It was, I think it's about the same height I, as the first cage here, maybe taller. There, <laughs> uh, as a kid, I saw a multiple cage pay per view match, but God help me if I can remember. It was probably WCW. Probably. This was this, they did bring this into real life. <laughs> uh, then real, and then Sean gets set on fire by the pyro. Yeah, people getting hurt. <clears throat> And then we get uh, Bruce Buffer doing the Ready to Rumble because we have to get the film name in here. You know what? Put that guy on screen whenever you want. Him and that other announcer, they do good work. I like them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they do. They brawl. Jimmy and uh, King and Paige fight brawl some. And then they go outside and Paige... Paige tries handcuffing handcuffing Jimmy to the cage, but he gets <laughs> gets hit by like the re- the wrestling powder salt. The wrestling salt? It's either like it's depends on who uses it, but either calls salt or like just powder. So like baby powder? I don't. It's a it's a thing people do in wrestling. They do it. They throw like oh I can't see now. It's in my face. Oh okay. The salt. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He gets hit by that and says, hey, you know that doesn't actually work, right? Fucking come on. <laughs> and then he gets distracted by that enough to get handcuffed to the cage instead. Does this movie like wrestling or hate it? I don't know. Um, but, uh, <laughs> is this when uh, all sorts of other people start flooding into the ring? Yes, now it is. Uh, first off, we get the, like, like everybody from under the ring, and then we get the people with, like, the bolt cutters and all coming in. Is that Bruce then, Bigelow? Yeah, Bam Bam Bigelow, yeah. Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, they, yeah, and then we get the cavalry of of uh, Goldberg uh, every, and everybody else, honestly. Just, Goldberg is the only one that's notable and that the only one that has speaking role here. Woof. They don't want wrestlers talking, huh? Uh, and then we also get the law. Okay, honestly, the optics are bad, but the moment is pretty <laughs> dope. <laughs> Fucking, uh, God, let me get his name again, because I loved it. Um, Gordy the Law Pogs, uh, the, the gates to the, uh, to Cage is locked, and he, uh, ramps a motorcycle into it, like a cop motorcycle. And does a cool anime Akira slide of the motorcycle across the ring to let all yeah. the wrestlers from the good stable in. And yet, in the moments to follow, despite all that, we don't see any of them do anything. It's just back to DDP and old uh, old Jimmy again. Yeah, uh, Jimmy climbs to the second cage and so does DDP. Uh, then we get a clip of uh, the cop dad being proud because he because his son actually doing something and not that is it's weird him being proud is weird it is weird like this is when we're seeing like the old lady screaming on the couch and his dad who has had no character development being like look at my cop son on tv like this is after the like the entire precinct is around the tv all shouting and like (laughs) And he's saying, like, turn that off. And, like, hey, your son is there. <laughs> yeah. 
This is also where we get uh, the Sasha moment. The Sasha. Oh, God, yes. The movie finally finishes dropping her into the ninth circle of hell. Um, uh, they... The ladder? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, she tries to apologize <laughs> to Gordy, and then and it, and Sean keeps trying to interrupt. I'm like, hey, Sasha, what's up, Sean? Sasha, shut up, Sean. Then she gets hit by a ladder, and he says, be careful around the ring during a ladder match. Woof. <laughs> you want to know a fun fact about this movie? Yes, please. Uh, go ahead and uh, just off the top of your dome, tell me how much you think it costs to make. Uh, 1.2 million. It cost $24 million. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know how much it made in its opening weekend? Please. $5.2 million. Yeah, who? Lifetime gross, $12.3 million. Who? <laughs> uh, who? Uh, we get a, they climb to the top of the cage. We get a clip of, we get a cut to staying in the rafters, doing what he does. And then King gets knocked off the cage onto the lower cages. And Sting decides to save the day and knock DDP off as well. Yep, that's our Sting. Um, so Jimmy, Jimmy get, Jimmy get belt. Get it. Uh, <laughs> there's a few moments before that. Oh, are there? Uh, Sting punches both Gordy and Sean. It's a weird moment. It's like Sean's like, "You love King. We're all men who not." afraid to say we love other men and then Sting punches the... him. <laughs> what I don't... the fuck? I don't know what it was. I posted some math in our channel. This is the worldwide gross minus the United States gross to show you how much this movie made outside of the state. Huh. You could buy a new Cadillac mostly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, they get to the top of the cage. Uh, then DDP gets not. It, fo- it falls all the way through to the bottom to the ring. That's a long fall. Yeah. I think the WCW at that time really loved gravity and seeing what it did to these muscle men of theirs. Because huh. there was a lot of falling going on, as I recall, in my youth. Uh, he gets the belt. He wins. Uh, the, they throw Sinclair to the fans and they just maul him. Fucking eat him! They're, they're it's like. Uh, then he proceeds as the post night interview proceeds. Uh, I'm going after tag titles with my friend here, the Law, and our manager Sean Sugar Daddy Dawkins. You know, his ring name should have been a poop joke. <laughs> Sean Honeybucket Dawkins. <laughs> Any. Th- he bought a funny suit and built his whole brand around it in a day. Yeah. I just don't approve of that. Uh, then the final scene of them cutting back to the store, telling this joke, and then they throw the store jerk, the store guy, through the, through the glass window, and then get the music. They, read, they drive off in a truck with Sal Bandini in the back. And, and roll says, credits. He says, God bless America, as he's flanked by two hot wrestling women. Yeah. 
which I hate so much. <laughs> um, and then the best part of the movie starts. Oh yes, uh, you thought of the blooper reel. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Kung Pao Enter the Fist is one of my favorite movies, and they do this too. Um. This one though is mostly what's it? David Arquette is that who plays him? Yeah. Uh, mostly him fucking up his lines and then a montage of King getting kicked in the nuts. Yeah, that sounds about right. We didn't talk about it any, but this movie has like half a dozen nut shots in it, followed by like 35 in the credits. Yeah, like the Salmandini one, uh, but there's another one earlier on. Uh, King's ex-wife kicks him in the nuts. Oh, okay. That's what I. That's what I. That's what I forgot about. The he they go back to the ex-wife and then and he gets kicked in the diddly, as he says. He complains about it a whole lot. Um, there's a lot of nut humor. If we reel it all the way back to their first uh, Monday Night Nitro, we also see like this weird little conversation about like if he got one nut blown off in Nam, then. Is the one that's still there still his left nut or just his nut? Like conversations your peers might have in high school are the script. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me talk a little about about the result of this and a little the fallout of this. Yes. Uh, at some point, David Arquette got involved with the actual storylines and happening of WCW. Uh, he won a tag team match where the world title was on the line, teaming with, uh, DDP against, uh, somebody. David Arquette and DDP? Yes. That's, I almost want to go see that match. Uh, they tag team with somebody, and I think it was like a tag match where the world title was on the line, and Arquette got the pin and won the world titles. I found it. So, what happens when David Arquette has to defend his world title? Uh, I know he, there's a fun sketch where he, where I think he talks to like Kurt Russell and he has the belt and it's like, "Hey, I'm a wrestler," and like Carl's like, "Haha, yeah." And then he had grabs a chair and chases after Kurt Russell, who doesn't care. Yeah, there's. I'm reading the comments on this, and there's a lot of like really weird like people not behaving the way you'd expect them to in the w uh wcw sort of script um ddp celebrated losing the title during this match i think i don't think he was a champion i think jared may have been a champion i I don't remember but it's weird still ow i missed the wcw but i also very much don't uh, he defended the title once in the trip. I think, no, wait, no. Let's see. I think he defended the title once in in a triple cage match. Yes, in the triple... <coughs> Excuse me. In a ready-to-rumble cage match. Oh, no. Just like the movie, huh? Yes. Uh, he lost the title there. <sighs> uh, yeah. Probably for the best that he didn't keep it so that wrestling could be normal again. At least normal for the WCW. Sure. sure. Uh, there was a couple of times they used the triple cage. Not... Mm, I think most of the time they they didn't go by the rules in there. They, they kind of went by, grab the belt, 
take it down, extend, go through the cages and get out with it rules. I think they, that's what they used more often. It's weird. Bring back, the, bring back the triple cage. That's that's what this movie teaches. Are us. you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> what? You don't want to see it? I, I mean, I sure. But are you sure? <laughs> this. Yeah. Arquette also more recently, like sometime last year, he did more wrestling stuff. Not like in big companies, but like smaller indies, like on the West Coast. And it was very, very interesting. Especially one time he did he did a death match, mm-hmm. and it was. Let me grab that image because for you, because it's something. He did a death match and he died. Wow. I mean, not far off, but. Oh boy. $58,000. It's, say the least, it was not pretty. Where's the picture? And I think, I think he said this was going to be his last time he did something like this. Like a deathmatch deathmatch. Whoa. Who's this guy breaking light bulbs? <laughs> that is one uh, Nick Gage. And David Arquette has his heart pants on? It's it's very generic. It's not... This looks... What kind of backyard wrestling shit are they doing? Is this just how it is now? Just anything that isn't uh, mainstream wrestling is just we're going back to the 90s. We're going to tear it up. Cause hey, I, sometimes, sometimes it's like that. One day we're going to have to talk about Chikara more. Because <laughs> the real legal moves are over there. Um, uh, wow, that is, is that his blood? That is his blood, yes. Like, Like for real? Like, yes, his blood, for real. I'd fucking quit, too. He's fucking covered in it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we've covered this movie. I think we've talked as much as we can about it. We've talked more about this movie than anyone else ever has. Yeah. Which I think makes us pioneers in the world of podcasting. <laughs> uh, here's a question for you, Moxie, for the future. Yeah? What topic would you like to dive into next, wrestling-wise? Wrestling wise, it's always so hard for me to to really nail down something special because I'll just focus on some hard to research esoteric thing that only I like. But that's, I think I have fun. I think I have something that we could both actually enjoy and put in a little homework together on Ooh. the animated universe of John Cena. Oh, 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 <laughs> huh. Yeah, <laughs> you sound excited. <laughs> Not excited for say, just there's a lot to it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> thanks everybody. This has been Wheeler the podcast where we talked about Ready the Rumble for some time. I've been your forty percent of the time co-host, Moxie. Follow me on Twitter. Follow Moxie, Robot Moxie, on Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs>